Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. Visit your local Isuzu dealer today on SENWA. Live from the Toolkit Depot studio, this is Mornings with Mark Duffield. Yes, welcome back to the show. If you've got any thoughts on what we should be talking about on the show, you can text in on 0487 736 736. We'd love to hear from you on the Bower and Doday open line on 13 12 55. Bauer and Doday, because the little things are everything. Well, over in New Zealand, Australia is preparing to take on the Kiwis in the first of three T20 internationals. They're playing at the Cape Tin in Wellington. Covering the game for Fox Sports is going to be Brendan Julian, a good West Australian boy and cricketing expert. Brendan joins us to talk about the game and the implications it has for, for what's coming up in the near future for the Aussies. Brendan, welcome to the show. G'day, guys. Great to be here. So, mate, what do you expect to happen today in the T20 at Wellington? Well, what can I expect to happen is it'll be a fine day, which may <laughs> never happen in New Zealand, especially Wellington. Um, it'll be the windy. The wind picked up, no doubt about it. But <laughs> it, it, it is, it's amazing, though, because at the start this morning, it's actually no wind, but it's just starting to pick up now. We're, what are we, about four or five hours away? But I can tell you it'll be clear skies, sun's out. Should be a good start. Um, but this, this, you're right, this... Um, T20 series will be very interesting for Australia. They need to sort out that top order and they probably need to sort out where Steve Smith fits into these three games and also does he make the squad for the World Cup. That's going to be my next question. So where do you think he fits and what's he going to have to do in these three games to to vindicate selection for the World Cup? Well, firstly, 
I think he's got to play all three games. If he doesn't play all three games, then I reckon he struggles to get into that World Cup squad. Um, I'm, you know, pretty strong mail that Travis Head will open the batting with Dave Warner. Marshall coming at three. Um, and then what do you do with Steve Smith? He either slots in at four or he doesn't play. And the way that they're going about their T20 cricket at the moment, the Australians, they want power hitters. So I think it's going to be tricky for Steve Smith to make that squad over there in, um, in, in the World Cup coming up. But, you know, these three games are crucial. I don't, I don't know if he's going to play today. He rested against those ones against the West Indies. I think he actually should have played those games because he needs to prove his worth in the T20 game. So it'll be interesting. Um, if he doesn't play today, then I think he's going to struggle to get it in the squad. In the last T20 title in Australia, BJ, it felt like at times we needed that player of Smith's nature to nurtle the ball around sometimes if we lost a couple of wickets. Is, is T20 international cricket now purely about power hitting or is there still a role for a person like Smith? You can just work the ball around when it's a little bit harder or if you're, you're two or three down early and, and keep you ticking along and get you to 150 or 160 that you may be able to defend if you get early wickets yourself. Yeah, look, look, it's a good point. But I think in the West Indies and in America, you know, look, the wickets should be pretty flat. Um, I, mean, I don't know about the ones in America. They could be drop-ins and they could be nightmares. But, you know, that's what they've got Matthew Wade in the squad for. I think he's going to come in at six and seven. There's no point in having Matthew Wade and Inglis in the same team. So I get the feeling that if they play Wade and they play the Inglis, they want Wade to do that Steve Smith role. And they might shuffle him up and down the order. I don't... I actually think it's a power game because I think if you've got 140, 150, you're not going to win anyway. And I think that that was proven, um, I, I suppose, um, in that game you're talking about in, in Australia with the wickets are a bit bigger, uh, the grounds are a bit bigger, they're a bit more in the pitches, where they just went out and smashed at New Zealand and they got over the line and won it and beat, that, beat us in that one. But I think the game's developed into a power game. They want to bat right down to, um, you know, just seven and eight and go hard at the ball. So I, I, I very really think that um, there's going to be room for a Steve Smith type of player, unless, unless, you know, he bats three. If he doesn't bat three, then I think it finds it very, very difficult to slide into the order. So from a West Australian viewpoint, Aaron Hardy and Josh Inglis, where do you see them sitting in the World Cup picking order? Um, will they play in any or all of these three games? Well, Aaron Hardy won't because he's injured. So, But I still think he's... Um, you know, he, he's vital uh, as a backup to Stoinis. You know, if Stoinis doesn't come through from an injury point of view, he's not here as well. So, there's, you know, there's a few gaps in the squad, no doubt about it. They like Stoinis into this um, squad. But I think Aaron Hardy could, could do a Marcus Stoinis role, no doubt about it. I think he may even get into the squad um, in this World Cup. Um, Josh Inglis will... Yeah, mate, he, he's a lock-in. And that's, that's my sort of point. There's no point having a Matthew Wade and an Inglis in the side. Inglis will keep... Um, for this opening game here, because Matthew Wade's not playing this first game. He's playing the second and third game. So those two guys, I think, are, are vital, and, and I think those two guys, uh, guys should be in the squad. But you've got to remember, Aaron Hardy came into the squad initially because of an injury from Marcus Stoinis. And, you know, if they're worried about Marcus Stoinis in the future with injuries, then Aaron Hardy will certainly slot in. Is Stoinis' batting becoming a concern? He was struggling to get it off the square a few times in recent matches. Is he... Has he sort of batting fallen off the cliff a little bit, you think? Well, the thing with Marcus Stoinis is he's a slow starter. Um, and then when you've got Tim David at the other end, who can go straight away, you've got Matthew Wade on the other side of him. If he bats seven, you've got Stoinis coming in at six. You know, you've, you've got to give him uh, a little bit of time. I, I think they like um, Stoinis from an all-rounder point of view. 
I, I don't know if it's fallen off a cliff. I, I think IPL will be a big factor in this World Cup squad moving in because after the IPL, they picked the squad for, for um, the World Cup in June. And I think form in the IPL will go a long way. I still think Cam Green can get in this um, T20 squad. I think if he blitzes it in the IPL, coming off a test series here in New Zealand, then he could easily slide into it. And the, and the tough thing with it, mate, is you've got Aaron Hardy, you've got Marcus Stoyne, you've got Cam Green. There's three all-rounders that both seen. So, you know, you're not going to get all three of them in the one squad. So, you know, I still think there's room for um, guys that have a bit of form that, that they could pick quite late into the squad. Yep, three good WA all-round talents following in the great tradition of Brendan Julian, the left-arm quick and the hard-hitting <laughs> middle-order to lower-order batsman. Um, another WA all-rounder, Mitchell Marsh. How's he going as captain, do you think? Yeah, going well, uh, Mitch. I think he will ta- captain... Um, yeah, I, I, I think he'll captain this T20 squad in, into the World Cup. Um, I, I think he's got the ability to do that. He's got a lot of experience going around him. Um, and he could be the captain in the one-day format as well, the 50-over format. Um, and he could take over from Steve Smith. So I think they like him in the T20 format. And you, really, the, the T20 format is pretty structured. You have, your pl- you have your plans from your players, and they normally set the fields in terms of um, bowling. So you don't have to make too many big decisions. You may only have to make um, the odd decision about when do you think you can play or, you know, in matchups when the bowler can take on, on, on the batter. Um, their plans are pretty well set, mate, to be honest, in T20 cricket. They know the power play bowlers. They know the guys who are going to bowl the death. They know the guys who are going to open the batting. Um, outside that, you're probably making one or two decisions in the whole format of the game. So I think you'll do a good job. David Warner's riding a nice finish to his cricket career, isn't he, after looking like he was really struggling about 12 months ago. Has is, is his renaissance or his mini renaissance, uh, renaissance um, surprised you at all? Well, I, I, I often thought at the start of the summer he'll finish T20 um, test, test match cricket and you don't really need him in T20 cricket because I think there's enough players that we have in Australia that could cover that role, but... You've got to give him credit for that series against the West Indies. He was man of the series. Uh, he batted really well. Um, and, you know, he's, and his strike rate's really high. When his strike rate starts to slide, that's when I think you've got to move him out and get another batter in there. But at the moment, I, I think he's holding his weight. You know, I think he's vital at the top of the order. He'll play these three games. Um, the big question was about his contract where he didn't... I don't think he really wanted to come back and play these games uh, against New Zealand. He was playing over in the UAE um, and he had a contract with them and he wanted to stay there. But Cricket Australia, to their credit, to their credit, Cricket Australia, forced him to come back and play these games because if you're not playing for Australia, then you can't get into the T20 World Cup. And he wanted to go to the T20 World Cup. But at the moment, to answer your question, I think he's holding his form. Uh, and, I, you know, this is the last series before the World Cup anyway. Obviously, you go into the IPL, but he's a lock for that World Cup now. Yep, yeah, I think you're right. Now, the place of Kiwis in world cricket, and also something that David Warner said in a press conference, we believe we need to make more of the trans-Tasman cricket rivalry. Where does New Zealand sit now in the world cricket pecking order, and are we missing an opportunity, given that they feel like that it feels like they've risen in prominence in world cricket over the last two or three years very steadily, uh, both in the long form and short forms of the game? And should we be making more of the rivalry with our nearest neighbour. Definitely. I've been, I've been saying this for about five years. I mean, I, I think every year we should have this um, rivalry, and I think it should be around about Australia Day. We used, I, I think, you know, Adelaide Oval or, 
or MCG or, or Perth at Optus Stadium. I think we've got to make more of it because the Kiwis are a really great squad. They're really good in Test cricket. They're, they're exceptional in T20 cricket. That's why they're ranked two in the world. We've, we've played against them in finals of 50 over cricket. We've played against them in big games in T20 cricket. Yes, they've beaten us uh, a lot and we've beaten them a lot as well. You know, I think that rivalry is bigger than, you know, this summer when we played Pakistan or the West Indies. And then over here in New Zealand, they played Pakistan and Bangladesh. You know, if you want to get crowds to come in, we should be setting a weaker side in our summer to play the Kiwis, whether it's 50 over or it's T20 cricket. Test cricket, I know it's difficult because it's a longer format and it sucks oxygen out of the schedule. But we're definitely making this a yearly project. And I think around Australia, that is the perfect time when people get out um, and they celebrate both both nations. And these two sides are good enough, no doubt about it. And the Kiwis hold their own in all formats. So I think we should be definitely doing that. Yeah, well, here's one. We're trying to work out what to do with the Perth Tats match. How about we have an Anzac test in Perth? A lot of New Zealanders in WA um, and, and make a big deal of it, like um, the AFL does and the NRL now does with, with Anzac. Make it a, an event. It doesn't have to be on Anzac Day. Let's, let's badge it and let's make it a big thing between the two countries. Well, mate, I agree with that. I mean, you know, you're, you're spot on about the Anzacs. It's like the Bledisloe Cup as well. You know, they, they, they already carry their own weight in terms of tradition, in terms of names, in terms of rivalries, in terms of um, celebration of certain events that have been going on for 100 years, mate. So I, I, I think you're spot on. Whether it's a Test match, three T20s, an ODI, or whatever it is, I, I think we need to make more of it. And, you know, I think that's up to the Cricket Australia, West Australian Cricket Association, New Zealand Cricket to get together and say, look, you know what, one week a year... We take on the Kiwis, whether it's in any format. I don't know, but we take them on. You know, I, I, I don't even mind if you had a, an ODI on the Monday, a T20 on the Wednesday, and then another ODI on the Friday. It's just something, to, just something that's a bit different that people can get, a, get behind and support. And you're right, if you have it over there in Perth, you have three games in that, in that week, uh, whether it's uh, those internationals or a test match, whatever it is, I think people would support it. Who are the danger men that we've got to watch out for? Watch out for as far as the Kiwis are concerned today, BJ. Well, well you know, um, Finn Allen's always great, he, and he's been exceptional for the Kiwis up the top field. Right, and the batting was seen him at the SCG when he cleaned us up. Um, and, and Devin Conway hasn't had great form in the last twelve months, so he, he will be tricky. But I think also um, from the um, bowling point of view, it's Shodi and Mitch Satner. Um, the two spinners will be dominant in this game in Wellington. Pitch always turns a bit. They've, they've got a great record here in um, in Wellington. You know, the Kiwis have got some uh, really good players. Uh, uh, Raven Rad... What is it? Uh, Ravi Rachinda. So he, he's... Um, he, you saw him play in the ODI, and he got a fantastic 100 over there in the ODI World Cup. So I think he's a, a dominant player, the left-hander at the top of the order for the Kiwis. Um, he, he will be dominant. And, you know, Tim Southey's always uh, really good with the ball. He's got a great record as well. So they've got plenty of good players, the Kiwis. Um, this, will be, this won't be easy for Australia to win this game today. No, absolutely not. And, of course, you'll be covering it in full for Fox. Well done. Thanks for joining us on the show. We look forward to that coverage. Look forward to what is becoming an increasingly intense and even battle between Australia and New Zealand. Good on you, boys. Look forward to it. Brendan Julian, of course, from Fox Cricket. And we look forward to their coverage of that series. Three T20 internationals and two test matches coming up against New Zealand. Give us your thoughts. You can text in 
on 0487 736 736. We'd also love to hear from you if you want to call in on the Bower and O'Day, O'Day open line on 13 12 55. Bower and O'Day, because the little things are everything. We'll be back with more after the news.